You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. You can learn valuable lessons about life and things that's going on around you or throughout the world if you pay attention. You got to pay attention. You, you have to make sure that you are observant to the point to where you recognize the worth, the significance, or the necessity of something and take from what you perceive as valuable and apply it to different aspects of your life. You also need to consider things that are the opposite of valuable or things that are useless are of little or, or no value. And you need to likewise make a determination that you will not allow worthless things or things that are of no value attach themselves to you. You have to be careful. Contextually, Solomon went by two places that were valuable. He went by a field. And he went by a piece of land. And a piece of land can be valuable. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are pieces of land that go for hundreds of thousands. And depending on the location, you may even get a million or more for an acre or two of land. But he also went by a vineyard, which likewise is, is valuable. A place where grapes were grown and, and harvested for various things. And he looked at both places 
And he took it further. He even considered the owners of the places. He, he first looked at the field and the vineyard and noticed it's overgrown. He ain't even using this. He ain't doing nothing with this valuable piece of property. Instead of him having grapes to harvest, he don't allow thorns to come forth. And even if he had grapes, it would be hard for him to get to them because he has allowed nettles to just cover the ground. He must not care too much about his field. He must not even want to sell it because the wall that's supposed to protect it is broken down. And now, that was his observation of the two properties. But again, he didn't stop there. He noticed that the person that owned the field was lazy. He does not go into detail in the text uh, telling us how he found out that the person was someone that didn't like to work. But some of us know you really don't have to be around people a whole week to recognize whether they like to work or not. I said you really don't have to be around the person a good amount of time to find out whether or not the person wants to work or not. Some folk, if you look at their lifestyle, actually have a degree in laziness. <laughs> Can write books about being lazy. There are folks that, that uh, don't have a disability but just refuse to work. 
In Hewlett, we would call such plum lace. Ask somebody, you know somebody that's just plum lace. You, you have some people with disabilities that would love to work. But you have some folks that, that are able to work not, not just eight hours a day, 12 hours a day, but just refuse to do so. And when a person is lazy, it, it really is a reflection of his or her character. It's a reflection of his or her character. But then he also considered the person that was, notice the text says, devoid of understanding. On the nice vineyard, but devoid of understanding. Well, I should say on the nice vineyard if he fixed it up, but was devoid of understanding. He didn't show awareness of our appreciation for what for what he had. Man, you can make some money off this, but you act like you don't even care. You don't even appreciate what you have. Now you know we, we could actually leave. the text and stay within the four walls and talk about us in reference to being lazy And devoid of understanding. See, because if God has been telling you to do something, but, but you have been rejecting it, in a sense, it, is, it implies theologically that you are lazy in things that pertain to God. You don't have no problem going to your employment or your job and working and doing whatever is required of you. But when it comes to God's house, you're lazy. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just being truthful. Matter of fact, just, just, just look at yourself. 
don't, I don't want you to talk to nobody. Just look at yourself and just be honest. You, you talk to yourself. Whether uh, you can say it out loud or just hold it in. Are you lazy when it comes to things that pertain to God? You might or might not pray. I better break it down because y'all don't want to talk to me. If you can clock in and clock out five days a week, even when you don't feel like getting up, you get up and you press your way. But you only pray about one time a week. You lazy. If you only pray one time a week, from a theological standpoint, you are lazy. If you make it your business to go to your job every day, but you only come to church once a month, You lazy when it come to the things of God. You didn't know I was going to have a twist like this. That you. Look at your neighbor and say, you might be, might be sitting, sitting, finishing. I want to have the testimony of being able to say, that I'm not lazy when it comes to working outside the church. And I'm not lazy when it comes to doing what I need to do in the church. That should be what every child of God desires. To not be lazy in any aspect of life. Is that your testimony? Is that your desire? But again, he, he talked about the man that was devoid of understanding. You got to appreciate what God blesses you with. You got to appreciate it. Don't take for granted what, what you have. Don't idolize it, but don't take for granted what you have been blessed with. If you have the gift to write, if you have the gift to sing, if you have the gift to do things in the church and outside of the church, you need to let God know you appreciate him blessing you with what you have. If God ha ha has blessed you with a nice body, ladies. Oh, Lord, y'all don't even want me to go there. Oh, Jesus. Let me work with the brothers. Y'all ain't ready for that. 
No, I'm going to stay where I am. You have to let God know you appreciate him blessing you with, with such. And do what? Take care of it. If God has blessed you with strength, brother, to be able to do certain things, you got to let God know. I appreciate you blessing me with this, Lord. We don't want to be like the people in the text. Didn't appreciate what they had. You have to appreciate what you have. Well, folk talk about what I have. Let them talk about it, but you appreciate it. He got too much stuff. Let, let them talk about you got too much stuff, but you appreciate all the stuff. That God has blessed you with. Don't ever get to the point to where you start getting something new on your mind. And start treating your old stuff. Like you don't appreciate it. Yeah I need a new car. That right there ain't nothing. Hey it gets you from A to B. It may not be what you want right now, but you better appreciate it until you get your heart's desire. Some folk can't celebrate until they get their heart's desire. But when you are an appreciative person, you will celebrate for what God has blessed you with. Got to be nosy real quick. Ask your neighbor, is he talking about you? Do you appreciate what you have? Or do you take it for granted? There have been folk that the Lord wouldn't allow me to bless a third or fourth time because they didn't appreciate what I blessed them with. And some of you the same way. I can't believe I gave her that pocketbook. And she can't even get a rag and, and, and wipe the dirt off. She won't get another pocketbook. From... I can't believe I gave him them shoes and I hadn't even wore them but, but, but one time. But now he done just let them. And he got the nerve to be out here working in my. Lord, I gave them to a Sunday shoe. Say to your neighbor, you got to appreciate what you have been blessed with. Of what God is allowing you to possess, to use here on earth. You got to appreciate it. You got to be like Deacon Holland when it comes to his pretty truck. You appreciate that truck being pretty. Look at him over there. Shaking his head. He won't eat them trash in that truck. 
Why? He appreciate the prettiness of that truck. And when you know God has blessed you with something and you ask him to bless you with it because you want it for a particular thing, use it accordingly and make sure you show him how much you appreciate it. Make sure you show him how much you appreciate it. Because The writer of Proverbs of Solomon, when he looked at the field of the lazy man and the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding, he had an eye-opening experience. The Lord began to cause him to consider the owners of the field and, and the vineyard in a very profound way. His eyes were, were, were opened up and, and, and notice according to the text, he, he considered what he was observing well or carefully. Just start looking and considering the lazy man and the man void of understanding. And I want to show you what this same author pen in reference to a lazy man and a person void of understanding. Let, let, let me take you to two passages. Let's, let's go to Proverbs 13. Y'all stay with me. How many still love the pastor? Because, you know, this touchy right here. Because some of us have found out from a theological standpoint that we just done been, been lazy. Woo, yeah, we, we done been lazy. But consider Proverbs 13 and 4. This is the same author of our primary text. Proverbs 13 and 4, Solomon. Ready? He says, the soul of the lazy man desires and has nothing. Has what? Has what? He's a window shopper. Oh, there's nothing wrong with being a window shopper, but you don't want to be a permanent window shopper. If you understand prosperity, 
You won't always be a person that's looking to receive. You are going to receive. But, but there are some folks who always say that they wish but never possess. I don't want to be that. I, I, I don't want to be to the point to where I, I always have, ha, have to look and what somebody else get what I desire. I'm not a covetous person, but, but, but there are things that I desire. And get this. Because all of us are made in the image of God, there are things you desire. I said there are things all of us desire. Now, you may want a boat. I don't want no boat. I, I got, a, I, I, got uh, I guess it's, it's a little boat, but I got a boat. But I don't want no boat. But there are things that I desire. But I don't want to just desire it and never possess it. Am I in the right room? If it be true, tell somebody. I don't want to just desire and never have. You're holding on? And I don't want to make excuses. Saying, I got the desire, but I'll never have. I don't want to make no excuses. I got the desire, but I'll never have because I don't make that much. See, when you say things like that, you're killing your blessing. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, Death and are in the power of the tongue. See, what will come out of my mouth if I know my job can't get it is, you know, I desire that and I'm just going to trust God to bless me with it. Because even though I may not have the income to get it, God may touch the heart of Deacon Talbot who does have the income to get it for me. A guard could touch the heart of the person that owns the thing and say, look, I know where you work. This is not in your, your pay range and so forth. You can't get it today, but I want to bless you with it because I understand it's more Bless to give than receive. But never curse yourself by saying you can't have what you desire. The Bible says if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you. Thank y'all. I, I don't think they were with me over there. You seen how I held back to see if y'all were going to say it? Y'all don't say it. But, but over there is something wrong. I don't know if they don't want it or what, Elder Bray, but it's something going on over there. And we got the money men on the front row. 
Let's try it one more time. Delight yourself in and he'll give you but never curse yourself by saying because what you got coming in you can't. There's a lot of us in here can testify about how God blessed us with what our money could get us. But he did it because we delight ourselves. And so you have to understand. You can't be a lazy person. Because you will desire but won't have. Won't possess. I'm going to tell you something. This is God's truth. We used to go to these nice hotels. And you stay in these, these nice, nice rooms. Mattress feeling the way you <laughs> desire to feel. Sheets that had more than a 200 count. You know that one at your house had 150 count. You go to the hotel, you got a 500. Oh, man, these sheets feel so good. Would leave the nice hotel and go back to the house. To the room. Say, man, I wish I was <laughs> still in Florida. That was a nice bed. Man, them sheets felt so good. Them two days down now, oh God, it was so nice, but hey, I am back. My mattress have lean my mattress leaning on one side and straight on the other. One day God said, You don't have to visit a nice place and come back to one that's not. Nice. If I gave Israel, get this, houses they didn't build and wells they didn't dig, I'll do likewise for you. Then he told me why, because I want you to be the not the tail to live above only and never beneath. And in my mind, when I heard it initially, I was just like, You talking to me? 
it was hard for me to receive it because I, I had been taught a certain way and was used to certain things. But the Holy Spirit would not let what God spoke to me go. And so, in the process of time, God blessed me to be able to go and stay in something nice. And to come back and stay in something nice. nice. But then God took it a step further. He allowed me to go and stay in something nice. But come back and stay in something nice. Sir. Look at somebody and say can't. Nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Let me show you one more scripture. Let's go to um, Proverbs 12. Y'all stay with me. Stay with me. Proverbs 12. Y'all all right? Consider verse 11. Proverbs 12, verse 11. Ready? He who tills his land will be satisfied with what? But he who follows frivolity is of what? Frivolity is when you are led by things that are useless or do not lead to Prosperity. I don't want to follow a person that ain't going nowhere. I said, I don't want to follow someone that ain't going nowhere. Jesus, Jesus noticed that, that people were following the blind. And Jesus said to his disciples, Lead them along. And, and before they could ask him why, he told them. He's, he said, them blind leaders of, of the blind, they're going to fall into a ditch. They are going into a place of uselessness. That's what Jesus said. You have to Know where you're going. You got to have vision. Proverbs 29, specifically the King James Version, says this right here in reference to vision. Where there is no vision. The people perish. I think it's Proverbs 29, 18 in, in the King James Version. I'm, I'm not absolute about that. 
but it, but it talks about how you won't succeed if you're not seeing with purpose. And when you see with purpose, you have to tell God to give you steps in order for you to follow or fulfill your purpose. Why ask him? Because the steps of a just, a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. They don't contain any confusion. They're just plain, simple. But they have to come from him. Y'all still with me? And again, back in Proverbs 24, Solomon had an eye-opening experience that, that he looked at more than one time. And then he considered it well. He, he was not immature when it, when it came to considering what was going on. He thoroughly thought about what was happening in reference to the lazy man and his field and the man devoid of understanding and his vineyard. He, he thought about it carefully because he didn't want his readers, I believe, to think that he was, he was just judging folk or putting folk down. Because if you'll notice his conclusion about the lazy man and the man devoid of understanding, uh, some folks will look at it and say he shouldn't talk about them like that. But how many have realized that, that, that truth makes you free? And, and, and the truth is not always pretty. But one thing you have to understand about the truth, the truth is useful. You can use the truth to avoid things but you can also use the truth to prosper. He considered well and then he implies God giving him revelation in the form of instruction. I looked, I considered well, and I received instruction. I got a revelation from what I literally saw. 
eye-opening instructions is what he got. And, and so if, if you'll notice, he, he, he talks about how the lazy man and the man devoid of understanding instead of using the hands, they fold. What is it going to take to get that vineyard together? What is it going to take to get all them thorns off that feel the use of the hands. But if I keep them folded, that's a sign that I don't want to use Bottom line, he recognized they, they wouldn't use what God had given them. It, isn't it amazing how, how folk always talking about what they really want to do in order to be something? Why not use what you already? Haven't you recognized that, that there are folks that, that say if they get a degree, they're going to do such and such, but they get them degrees, but never, never fulfill what they say. Why, why not look at what God done put in your hands to use, to better yourself, and use it? Ooh, God. God. But, but then he, he says, or uh, he reveals the conclusion of the lazy man and the man void of understanding. And I'm going to break it down, but it's still going to be contextual. Two things are going to happen to the lazy man and the man void of understanding. Standing. Well, matter of fact, I want to read it again. I want you to see this. But I'm gonna deal with it. In, I'm gonna deal with it in a specific way. Go back with me to uh, Proverbs 24, and I just want you to consider verses 33 and 34. That's what I want to read. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your look. This is the first thing that's gonna happen. They gonna end up in in poverty. Have property that can cause them to be wealthy, but going to end up in poverty. And notice the second thing, I'm going to read it. They also going to end up in want or uh, lack, but, but notice because I want you to see this. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like a they're going to end up in want or need. 
got all of this stuff you can use to better yourself. But you're going to get into a place to where you're going to need because you won't use what you have. You got your hands. You ain't, you ain't, got, to, you ain't got to be poor. Use your hands. Now notice he talks about a prowler. Sooner or later, what he's saying is that a prowler will steal something from you. If you don't use, if you don't use what you have, somebody will take advantage of you. But get this. Biblically, when you don't use what God has blessed you with, he will take it and give it to walk or somebody else he gave talents to people he gave one talent to a person because he knew the person and the one talent that the person had he wouldn't use it but get this the persons that he gave three well two and five talents to they put them to work but the person just had one and didn't take care of it. I talked to somebody and, and they, they, was, uh, they was like, uh, man, I sure do hate to get out here and watch this, this car. Lord have mercy. I think that that car God bless you with. Yeah, but I'm telling you the truth. I just, Lord, I don't feel like watching. I, I said, well, look, brother. I said, at least you ain't got 15 you got to wash. See, what you talking about? I got 15 cars I have to wash. You got one car. Oh, I have to see about them get washed. I don't wash all 15. But anyway, you got one car. You complaining about wash. One. One car. And he a man going to make sure he get 15 wife. What did that say about you? I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand and pray. God, God, I'm back.